Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to Spawncast Episode 2. We actually have a very special guest today in Philip. He's been very he's been really blowing up on YouTube recently with a lot of his Switch coverage. And I think some of you guys probably already know him, mostly because when I put the Twitter message out, a lot of you guys said you're excited. So let me go ahead and introduce Philip. How are you doing, Philip? Good, good. Thank you so much for having me, man. I'm I'm doing great. <laughs> right, great. And then uh to his right on my screen, we have the ever Joyous Evan. <laughs> Joyous, great. <laughs> yeah. yeah, your voice gives off like, uh, like, like so much joy, Evan. <laughs> um, uh, but it's been it's been a busy week. It has. There's been a lot of stuff going on. No Mass Effect released, and uh, we had the Splatoon test fire today as well. So there's a lot of stuff happening. But I just want to talk to Philip a little bit here because you're you're a pretty new channel. We talked about that earlier before we went on air. You you started in December, right? Yeah. Um. I. I had my first video or first couple of videos, I guess, posted officially in December. But then once I started covering the switch, uh, basically the day of the press conference on January 13th is when I put out my like um, predictions video. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. That's that's really when I started gaining like attention and, um, you know, really started blowing up. So, yeah. Nice. Very good. Yeah, it's um, the switch has been popular. That's that's for sure. It's uh, there's a lot of there's a lot of uh, either side of the switch. You have a lot of people who are heavy defense, you know, people and then you have people who love to attack the switch. So um, mostly I think it's people who love to attack Nintendo, but <laughs> that's yeah. kind of the way I see it. Um, but absolutely. That's, that's good. That's good. Yeah, I, I was I was talking um, to Evan here. I said your videos look really professional and I was trying to figure out what camera and you said it was a Sony camera, but it looks like it, I mean, when I watch your videos, it looks like you've had some experience doing video like creation. Have you have you made videos before this or is this your first time doing it? Um, no, I, I do actually have uh, a little bit of experience with video. Um, I kind of got my first taste in high school. I was in uh, digital media as a senior, and then that kind of like kind of spun into um, playing with cameras, you know, through college, and then um, turning that into uh, a business. I, I wanted to figure out a way to sort of get into the video game industry one way or another. And when I realized that I couldn't code, um, I started kind of going in the more media direction and that's sort of why I started developing my skills with cameras and editing and combining that passion with video games is really like what directed you know the creation of this channel and you know the switch coming out was perfect timing because I'm a huge Nintendo fan I you know I grew up playing Nintendo games and you know I play all video games but you know the whole concept of it being a portable and you know at the same time being a home console was just everything I ever wanted out of a video game system. Yeah. I love handhelds. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, think, I think the Switch is really interesting. I mean, it's really caught a lot of people who weren't interested in the Wii U at all. Like, I, I, I had a Wii U, you know, and everything when it was out, and I played it, and then it went in the closet for a little bit because nothing really was coming out. And I, I think the Switch is just a better overall system to market one. They did a much better job marketing it. But even people like Evan, who just play computer games, wants a Switch because yeah. You know, the concept, uh, Evan. You always tell me, Evan, you don't really want to set up a TV in your room, and the Switch is like perfect for that. Yeah, it's a side tablet I can play things on while I'm doing other stuff. It's perfectly fine. Yeah, although you you were one of the people who bought a DSi when it came, and I remember that because um, yep. you traded in your entire PS2 collection to the store. <laughs> well, yeah, um, I really seriously miss those games that I traded in. That's kind of crappy, <clears throat> but. I don't know. I, I wanted it to be more than it was. And I guess that's probably where some of the hate for Nintendo comes is that like for a good solid three, four years there, they kept saying that the, what they were making was going to be this new great thing. 
but then it fell short, they never actually followed through, and then they went to the next big thing after it anyway. I mean, DSi gave way to the 3DS how quickly? <laughs> oh, that, that reminds me. Evan, do you remember when, this is a long time ago, when the 3DS was first like being rumored, do you remember how we talked about them putting a Tegra in the 3DS a long time ago? Yeah. I remember yeah. we talked about that. That was when the Tegras were like first in like development. Like they were just kind of talking about them now and then. They didn't really have any like ready to go or show off. And we were like, oh, how cool would that be if a Tegra went in the, the 3DS and they went with like ARM and then and then we end up with a Tegra in the Switch. That was kind of funny. But uh, yeah, Philip, if you didn't know, we actually worked in uh, a video game store for a long time, like Evan and I did. Nice. Uh, <laughs> so if you if you kind of picture like as weird as it sounds, like clerks mixed with like video games kind of. <laughs> dude that's awesome it's kind of what we did and we did that i mean when did we start working at that store evan that was um 2010 10, i think 2010 yeah early yeah and we did that for quite a while um and uh just saw all kinds of crazy people and stuff but it was it's kind of like a GameStop, but it was like a kind of a smaller franchise store but we've seen all kinds of stuff go on in the video game world with at a customer level yeah, that's that's got to be like a crazy sort of experience or window into like the video game world, getting to talk to other people firsthand. You know, it's it's almost like, you know, being at a convention or whatever every single day, like meeting like minded individuals, you know, walking into the store and talking games and all that stuff. So it's it's got to be a cool environment. It, it yeah. was neat. I mean, you get customers you like and you get ones that are kind of crazy, but for the most part. <laughs> For the most part, it's 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 pretty cool. And then uh, we re- ended up repairing a lot of consoles. That's where we kind of got our our knowledge of like repairs and stuff like that, and taking stuff. Yeah. Apart. So you, you guys are very uh, very tech savvy. <laughs> taking apart switches every day, pretty much, huh? Yeah. <laughs> that was that, I mean, was, my, that got... was my switch too. I had no backup yeah. plan for that thing. But I mean, oh the, man, when the Wii U came out, we got one in what like a week, and we took it apart kind of cold, and it was easy. Uh, a, PS4, PS4, same thing. Xbox One. Once I figured out where the clips were on the back, that was it. We didn't really need any assistance for that stuff. No, we pretty much had to figure it out our own because there were no guides at the time. But we were doing all kinds of stuff to those systems to get them to work. We were like putting PS3 uh, motherboards in ovens and all kinds of stuff. Oh my god! Yeah. And you only started this channel how how long ago? Just a few months ago. Uh, <laughs> end of October. I think the first video was November uh, November second. But we I, were I doing mean, all these repairs at the stores. Yeah, so. and I mean it's always been sort of a a thing we've always wanted to do since like way long ago. We had a couple, I guess, uh, random attempts at starting channels. Yes. But mm-hmm. when we when we were stuck at the job we were at, doing as much as we were doing just to keep it going, like you do like one video a week, and it's just not enough. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So it was uh it was tough and we tried starting like video like you know how like everybody back then wanted to do like a video game website and like and like write about video game stuff and that that is so difficult. So we tried that twice, was it Evan? Well, we oh. tried the first time we did it, it was already on an established one with a friend of ours and I mean that yep. kind of fell apart and then we tried it on our own and that fell apart pretty quickly because everyone we found to help us could only do like one thing a month and that was Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not, not good enough. So, and then we did, and it's so much easier to do like video because you can put so much into a video that would take, you know, a day to type up like out of like 10,000 words and then you do it in a video very quickly. Yeah. Yeah. That's, 
absolutely why I prefer video. I also tried the whole like, you know, actual um, journalism, like writing, you know, creating a website mm-hmm. and all that thing. And that just it's so it's so difficult, especially if you're trying to do something that like like that by yourself, you know? Oh, yeah. Yep. <laughs> yeah. yeah cause so. you're, you're up against IGN, who has, you know, a team of people. So it's, it's not even it's not just easy. a team. They also have their hundreds and hundreds of fans that do their own write ups that apparently get voted into the actual listing of news. Like, yeah, we know yep. a, we know a guy who was getting stuff at our store actually, who got stuff on the front page of I well not the front page but mm-hmm. within arm's reach of the front page of IGN. Oh yeah, yeah it was uh it was something, but um a lot of them yeah they do freelance stuff too, so that's actually how you get your foot in the door was freelancing. So, but a lot of times you had to buy your own game and your own system to freelance for a hope to get a job eventually. So it's 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 not easy if you try to go with IGN or anyone and or making it yourself's even harder. So. Um, yeah. But uh, let me let me ask you, uh, uh, Philip. You played the the test fire today, didn't you? I saw your video for that. Yeah, I did. I checked it out. I I played it for a little bit. I had some connection issues. I kept dropping in and out, but I was able to get in at least three or four solid uh, games. So okay. it was it was a blast. Did you check it oh, out? I, I I didn't actually. I was going to try to check it out maybe tomorrow or Sunday. I might wake up really early Sunday to try it. But uh, I was I was a little busy today. What I heard, I saw a lot of people on Twitter saying it, it felt weird without the gamepad. Did you did you play it on the on the Wii U at all? Um, you know, I actually didn't play it on the Wii okay. U. Yeah. Okay. Um, the first time I ever played uh, Splatoon was at the Switch event in San Francisco um, a couple months ago, and it was like you know on the Switch. Um, yeah. But uh, you know, for a game that uses motion controls primarily to aim, I think it feels really good. Um, I got a chance to play it with the Joy-Cons individually, the Pro Controller, and handheld. And for mm-hmm. me, surprisingly, handheld was actually like the most comfortable way to play it. And it also, in my opinion, looked the best on the Switch's screen rather than okay. on the TV. So Yeah, I played it I played it there. My problem was when I went to the event, I went to the uh the Washington DC event, my problem was I was so I had to get so as much footage as, as I could. So I had to like keep turning down uh, uh, like chances to play the switch because I was trying to film everything. <laughs> um, I don't know if you took your camera with you when you went. Did you? I did. Yeah, okay. I took. I didn't get a chance to film too much because I was playing so much. So it's oh, like, yeah. oh, you know that that stupid situation where you're caught in between two things. So the only thing I couldn't play was I didn't get a chance to play Zelda. Uh, but we had seen so much coverage of that, and I knew that was what I was going to play when I got it. I didn't really mind too much, but it was also like a 20 minute wait at a time, and they gave out tickets or something. Yeah, and, uh, I just I was gonna sit in line the whole time. That was you know that's that's a whole thing. So I just ran around to everything I could, and I played some of One Two Switch, and then all the other stuff there. But it was like it was like a rave going on in there. Yeah, I don't know if it was like yeah. that for you, but it was it was crazy. Yeah, I you know actually it's a funny story. Um, I drove all the way out to San Francisco just kind of on a whim. Um, to get to the Switch event. I live in San Diego, and so for me, that was just like an eight-hour drive, and I was planning wow. j- to go just just for the Switch event, you know, just for those, like, you know, just for that one day. Um, what did you leave? Then, what time did you leave for that? Oh, man, we ended up leaving late, too. We left, I think it was on, um, the event was on a Sunday. We left on a Friday, okay. and uh, we left around four in the afternoon and got there at, like, two o'clock in the morning, you know? <laughs> so... Yeah, it was me, my uh, and my girlfriend, and so um, after that, no, yeah, so we we ended up going to where they were going to have the event on Saturday, 
um, a day early because the event was on Sunday. Right. And so we, sh- we showed up and they had like the giant switch sign and I was like, holy crap, it's there. You know, like, mm-hmm. oh, yeah. we got to go check it out. Let's get close. And then we get closer. We hear music's coming out of there. I'm like, oh, they're, t- they're testing it out. Whatever. Like, you know, let's get a little closer. And then all of a sudden there's a security guard and it looks like the event's happening. And I'm mm-hmm. like, oh, my, oh, my God. You know, like, what's, what's going on? Like, are you, are you guys, is the event happening? He's like, yeah, are you, uh, are you an influencer? And I'm like, yes. <laughs> really? Oh, wow. And, and at the that's, time, that's you know, like super I... super weird terminology. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I know. I was like, at the time, you know, I, I wouldn't can call myself an influencer. I'm not even sure if I'd call myself an influencer right now, but I had like maybe... Um, you just say whatever gets you in the door. Yeah, exactly. You know, <laughs> so, so the guy was like, sure, you know, come on in. And like, I literally got in, I guess it was a media day or an influencer day. That's like on a Saturday, day. right? Yeah. Yeah, so I got wow. two days, you know, like this early day and then the next day. So I got a chance to play pretty much everything, and I and I did play Zelda, which was awesome. So for me, it was like a trip to Disneyland for like two days. <laughs> yeah, you know? absolutely, that's awesome. Did you um did you have to stand in line super early the day after? Um, no, actually, surprisingly, we didn't. Wow. We didn't huh. have to spend too much time in line. Um, the second day was a lot more. Um, there was a lot more people there, obviously, right. um, but it was just it was more of a, I guess, shooting day for me. Like the first day is where I really played everything. And the second day is where I was like, OK, now that I played everything, I'm going to try and catch all my footage. You know what I mean? Nice. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, very cool. So, uh, Evan, did you play anything this this week? I know you were reviewing that keyboard. Uh, yeah, you, I've mostly been trying to get this keyboard completely done up. Um in order to really learn it, I've been still working towards Gigantic as a game because the community with it's actually been really cool. Uh, I've actually, I don't even know how this happened. I s- did some work for a guy to make logos for his competitive team. Now I'm on the team and we're doing the uh, current tournament that's going on. Like, Do they have esports for that game? Starting to. Nothing major, Okay, of course. Yeah, it like, takes a while to get that happening. Yeah, yeah. It takes some time. So it it's an interesting experience. They just posted up all this information about where the game's going to be going. It's kind of fun to see it uh, evolve from where it is now. They definitely had the mindset of, like, let's keep the salt and everything out of it by uh, preventing people from being able to properly communicate and stuff with each other. But now that the competitive scene's trying to move into the game, they're kind of making that leeway to right. allow for voice and it I, it's gonna be so fun for me to watch because i i do enjoy watching a community go from coddling and not really like anyone yelling at each other to that and it's going mm-hmm. to become that it's that kind of game with its nuances and intricacies that if someone screws up it's just going to be nothing but yelling over my headphones how's, how's the uh, how's the keyboard holding up anyway keyboard's actually all right it's not as loud yeah. as i had originally thought i mean i'm gonna do all this in its own video and everything but like I don't know. It's still, in the back of my head, it's still like somebody who tunes up a car, makes it really fast, and then gives it street glow. Why the hell did you give it street glow? People really like the RGB keywords. Yes, uh, uh, yeah, uh, but, but you and I both know why, because we built computers to this function, too. You put a yeah. light in it, and like a moth, someone will go to it, even if it's not as fast <laughs> as the box next to it that has way better stuff in it, but no lit frickin' fan or anything like it just Phil, have you seen have you you've seen like the rgb keyboards i assume phil I mean, you might even have one yeah i do um yeah, okay, I have yeah. One. which what, what what brand do you have um i have an aki actually ah what really yeah, what, what um, when did you get it 
Um, I actually got it just a week ago. <laughs> it was, did, did they happen? Over, uh, did they happen to send it to you in a box asking for a review like they did with us? They did. Yes, it's funny you should ask. Ah, interesting. <laughs> yes, um, I am yet to get to that though. Um, I'm hopefully going to get to it eventually. Yeah, they uh, they were sending that. I think the um, I know the GPD win got sent to me also, so I have that. I have to review. Um, that's like a little, uh, little DS sized, uh, laptop. Oh, you got that thing? Nice. Yeah, they, they sent it out to me and I don't know the, I don't know if they, they didn't say if I was allowed to take it apart or not, but it's in pieces on my desk. So I guess it's all right. If, if, yeah. Okay. <laughs> if, I, I think at this point, if they send us these things without any information about sending it back or like having to give it back to them, I genuinely think we don't have to care. Well, no, I, I he saw my video where I took other stuff apart. And I, so at that point, I assume he knows what's going to happen to it. <laughs> like yeah. I got, um, I just got a new laptop yesterday. It's uh, like a Republic of Gamers laptop, one of the Asus ones, because um, my old one died. And I got, I get my laptops cheap off Craigslist, and then and then fix them up or do whatever I have to do. And this one, I the first thing I did to this was take it apart. I didn't even turn it on. <laughs> so um, nice. That's what we end up doing a lot of times. But uh, if if people are sending me this stuff, they have to know it's coming apart. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean that's that's what you guys do here, you yeah, know. Yeah. Take a lot of stuff apart, and then um, but yeah, did you did you like that keyboard, Philip? Yeah, yeah, I'm still I'm still kind of messing around with it. I don't have my desktop here with me, unfortunately, oh, okay. which is kind of why I'm waiting to get it really set up. So I kind of plugged it into my laptop, messed around with it for a little bit, but it's nice, it's great uh, so far from what I've seen. But has, I really want to dip into it when I get home. Has the space bar in yours like been hit? occasionally when you don't feel like you're hitting it because that's probably the one thing i'm still noticing is that i'll just in games i'll just start jumping and um, it's, and it's because i slightly press down on it like hmm. normally when someone tells me it's a mechanical keyboard i'm thinking i have to fully depress a button in order to get it to work hmm. and i feel like if i slightly tap something especially the space bar on this thing it i don't know i, I gotta i gotta write all this stuff down because this well, thing I, I, look, <laughs> I looked at it for like I said, maybe an hour when I plugged it in to check it out and make sure everything worked. And I noticed the top was like metal, but then the bottom was like the cheapest plastic I've ever seen. <laughs> yeah. oh, so man. it was it was really confusing to me. But I mean, it seems it's a good price. It's cheap, right? It's like sixty dollars, something like that. I think on Amazon. Yeah, it's really affordable. So like, if you go to like Walmart, it's like thirty bucks for a keyboard. So it means like thirty dollars more, you get a fully lit RGB keyboard where you can customize it, and it's mechanical, which is a big deal. So. Um, I don't know. It, it doesn't seem bad. I'll I'll see what you say, Evan, because you're gonna you've probably put several hours on it of actual gameplay, and you'll probably yeah. put more on it. To see, so I, I guess my only question is in a marathon, like how long are all these keys gonna last as lighting? Because yeah, oh, the... I mean, it said it had six million, I think, presses in each key. I don't know what the lights are though. Lights are LEDs though, so they should be fine. They should, yeah. But like, that's got to be the worst thing in the world with like the O and the M key just stop lighting up, and you just have that. Like it would oh, look okay. so yeah. weird. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't know if they. I mean, they have a warranty on it, maybe, but That's I don't cool. know. I don't know how how if they're like if one light goes out, we'll send you a new one. I don't think it's like that. It has to be like a quadrant probably that go out. But did you get the little thing where you can rip the keys off? Uh, I, what for me? There, yeah, yeah. There's I, there's a little in, thing in the box. I saw it in the box. I was debating because I know I'm going to do the B-roll footage tonight for it. I might start mm -hmm. taking chunks of this thing off. Just to well, I, I, was gonna, I was going to take all the keys off and like make it spell something <laughs> when I gave it to you, just see if you noticed. <laughs> but uh, that would have taken a while. I was starting to pop them off, and I was like, eh, I'll let Evan check it out. But 
That's good though. That's good. Um, oh, Phil, I should have asked you. Did um before we talk about some of the news and stuff, did you now with your channel? You do Nintendo footage, don't you? Yes. Yes. Did, right. Did you sign right. up for the Nintendo Creators Program? No. No, I did not. Oh, interesting. Do you, does any of your stuff get claimed by Nintendo? Um, it hasn't. No, it has not been claimed by Nintendo, which is, I, I guess, is that kind of like the whitelist? Is that what you're talking yeah, to? Yeah, yeah. Talking you, about? Yeah, have you shown, like, clips of, like, Zelda and stuff like that? I ha- Yeah, I do. I have Let's Plays of Zelda and, like, other Nintendo stuff on there. So I haven't been, um, I haven't gotten any copyright strikes. So I'm curious to know, like, why that is. Yeah, they should be claiming your stuff if you show yeah, footage. I'd, li- I'd like to say that they're probably getting a little more lenient, but it's probably just that they're too busy no, doing they... it with other people. <laughs> No, they, well, they 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 claimed uh, they claimed ours, Evan, when we did our uh, live thing. Our stream? Oh, damn. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I had, to, I had to submit it to their creators program. I I literally just set the creators program up. Just if I do any streams, I'll just submit it to it. <laughs> but um, they, from what I can tell, Nintendo doesn't like us very much. Not you. Maybe maybe you felt not not us though. <laughs> <laughs> so we, I don't know. I think with me, honestly, it's because my channel, as far as video games, has just primarily been Nintendo. And, um, you know, they probably, if they have seen my stuff, see that I'm not really, like, painting them at all negatively. And if I do have any sort of criticisms, it's usually, like, in a positive light. So I'm assuming that they let me sort of get away with showing their stuff if well, they do it's, um, notice it's a, it's a it's a bot that uh, that claims stuff. So when I had 14 subscribers, they claimed my first video. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> yeah, it's a bot. It, it detects, like, gameplay sounds and audio and, and stuff like that. Okay. Well, um, then I guess yeah, it's uh like if you just did a let's play of Zelda and like ten straight minutes of it, I think it'll it'll, it'll claim it, um, and you'll get a little thing next to it that says copyright claim. It's not a strike; it's just a claim, um, which means that they will just divert any revenues you would have made off of it to them. Hmm. Well, so I yeah. definitely have to get into the creators club then, um, <laughs> as soon as possible, just in yeah. case. Well, people are <laughs> people are trying to get them to end that, but uh, yeah, that's unfortunately the only way to go right now. But um, like Boogie and I know Angry Joe have a whole thing with them, uh, but yes. Um, so uh, were you playing any other games this week, Philip? Um, not really. I just actually finished Breath of the Wild uh, the oh, other wow. day. Okay. Well, cool. Yeah. Yeah. So that was that was a blast. Um, you know, I it's probably I'm just gonna say like one of the greatest games, if not the greatest game I've ever played in my life. It is, and, it is a really good game, yes. Really yeah, I, I think we all know that. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's just, you know, every single time I, I opened it up, even at the very last, you know, towards the end of it, it was just an amazing experience. So, But right now, like, no, I, I've just been so focused on kind of like what's next. Like, you know, we just hit 20,000 uh, on my channel. So I'm kind of thinking about the future and like what else we're going to kind of expand onto and cover um, but I saw your uh, video on Mass Effect, so I'm just kind of like interested in hearing your thoughts on on that because I'm interested in picking that up as soon as I get home. Mm-hmm. Um, sure. Back on my Xbox. Okay. Okay. You're not going to get it on the PS4 Pro. Um, you know, I was thinking about getting it on the PS4 Pro, but I haven't given my Xbox in, in a lot of uh, a love in a lot of time. So. Sure. Sure. <laughs> well, I think they put mostly because their patch company out hasn't really. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Really. Oh gosh. Um, they uh, they put a I mean they put a PS4 Pro patch out. I'm pretty sure. So. I don't know if you have a 4K TV, but it'll um, upscale to it, I think, or at least give you some sort of visual for it. Nice, nice. I don't, I don't have a 4K TV yet, so <laughs> I need to get one eventually. But I, still um, well, I do, I actually do. I, I got one um, 
like six months ago um, as a graduation present. I graduated nice. college, yeah. And um, so my uh, my sister got me one, and it's funny because I've been wanting one for so long. I, I just got the PS4 Pro, but then you know this whole thing happened with the Switch, and now all I play is the Switch. Sure, sure, yeah. <laughs> and we're, I mean, the Switch is easy to play. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's easy but, to play. You know, like uh, like we were packing the <laughs> we were packing the hospital bags. My wife's uh, going to go into labor at any time now. And we make a spot for the switch in the bag. So. Nice. <laughs> Going to the hospital. So. <laughs> got to have something That's to awesome. do. Come on. Yeah, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, so, but I, yeah, I just got that. I got Binding of Isaac the other day. Um, I actually found a physical copy, which they've been kind of hard to get. Uh, I don't know if you looked into Binding of Isaac at all, Philip, but it's been around for a little while, and they just came out with their big expansion, the Afterbirth yeah, Plus. It's always been yeah. like a cult game. Like, it is probably one of the more modern cult classic games. I know a friend of mine's been playing it since the day it released, once a day, every day. <laughs> wow. <Jeez. laughs> the original? Has... Yeah, and all the updates <laughs> yeah. and everything. He's that's Every crazy. time I hop on Steam, he's playing it at least once, and then he gets yeah. off, and that's his run for the day. Is he oh, one wow. of those like Binding of Isaac savants that can just go through the whole game? Like it's not that he's like a savant. It, he loves <laughs> the roguelike aspect to it, mm. and he prefers games like that. But like with FTL, it's a little too weird. And like mm. for some reason, with him, he loves the Binding of Isaac aspect because it has like the parts of it that are bullet hell and all that. Right. So it, it's really enjoyable for him. Yeah, I've been having a lot of fun with it. Yeah, I've I, I've uh, I've downloaded it digitally. I wanted to get a physical copy, but I saw it pop up on the eShop, and I was like, ah, I can't wait. Whatever, I'll just get it. <laughs> did, so, did you see? Did you see what's in it? What's in the um, physical copy? Yeah, there's like a little manual, right? Yeah, I did. I did. A, I did a little unboxing of it just to check it out. It has um has a manual and it has stickers in there too. Oh, it's got it's stickers. Funny. Yeah, that's awesome. a bunch. Are they, and then it has like reverse are cover. They scratch art. and sniff. No, no, they're not. Ah, <laughs> no, it's not Earthbound. <laughs> um, that's so but... cool. I love it when uh, developers go out of their way to do cool stuff like that. You know, like oh. I remember when The Witcher came out, that little game case was packed with so much stuff. Oh yeah. <laughs> um, did uh, yeah, you see, you're getting into Evan's like favorite game, Witcher Three. <laughs> <laughs> there um, you go. <laughs> but, um, I just did, love uh, the did you see? Did you see uh, the the game that they're uh, that? What is it? FDG Entertainment. They're they're talking about trying to bring a physical copy of Monster Boy. I think it is. Really? Um, yeah. You have to vote on Twitter, so you have to like their tweet, and they're going to look into it and see if they do it. Uh, but cool. the bo- the box art looks awesome. It looks like like we're to the point where box art for the Switch looks like Super Famicom box art. Um, it looks yeah, awesome. yeah. There's so many. I I can see it. Yeah, I just googled it. There's so many um, similarities to me between like you know that style like the super famicom and like uh the switch like i'm talking about new nintendo meeting old nintendo like i feel like they're going back to their roots in a lot of ways it feels Um, it feels really like japanese like type of games here like jrpgs like we got uh, evan did you see the um the the secret of mana collection that's coming out i did yes one two and three well it's only in japan right now but the switch is region free so if they have an english option we can just switch it over nice and that game is going to be awesome. On this, it's going to have three-player uh, co-op in it. They're going to let you sync up a pro controller. Oh, nice! That's awesome. That's yep. going to be a lot of fun. But that and Monster Boy, and and uh, I'm sure a lot of stuff's coming out. Like um, I am set sooner. They made a, a physical copy of, and it's interesting because a lot of these indie companies are making physical copies of games for the Switch, but not any other system. And I was trying to figure out if Nintendo is giving people deals on royalties or just helping them get these games physically like out there. It's interesting, though, that a lot of them are doing that. 
Yeah, yeah, you make a really good point. I wonder why that is too. I mean, we can definitely see that Nintendo is pushing indies on their system. They want, you know, as many developers as possible. And with like all the information that we got from the Nindies and all those new titles coming out, you know, I'd love to see some some hard copies of those. I know it's not going to be, you know, very likely that we see like an Enter the Gungeon hard copy. Oh, nice. Yeah. <laughs> but um, but that would be awesome, you know. I'm just well, saying. <laughs> well, I feel like where the system is now since it's still kind of fresh and they only have so many major titles that have been released they Mm got to start upping their game with at least the shelf space for the system to try to like increase it so they're probably doing something with the indie companies to get them to want to print maybe even allowing them to print and giving them the same that they'd get for the digital sale anyway what was your um let me ask you philip what was your favorite game from those nindies oh it's um it's enter the gungeon for sure is it okay okay (laughs) yeah nice that in close second is probably stardew valley i'm pretty big stardew valley fan sure sure yeah Yeah, it was um i have to go with uh shakedown hawaii nice i was a big fan of retro city rampage it's such a fun game oh man Uh, i love retro city yeah (laughs) shakedown hawaii looked good so just i'm a big stardew valley fan too though and that that's gonna be cool that's gonna have co-op uh when that comes out it feels perfect for that system yeah definitely i'm all about like you know online rpgs especially like like on the switch i think that's such a cool concept i'm i'm really excited for once they start opening up the online infrastructure and let us start like communicating more with our friends adding friends like i know that i've just been filling up my friends list a lot um you know on my channel making uh you know adding giving out my friend code and getting people to give me their friend code or whatever and i'm just dying to play with people i can't wait for nintendo to unlock that feature you know i'm hoping that we see that soon i I think that's starting with mario kart is it yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think Mario Kart's going to be the first one that does that. But they, okay. they haven't said if that's only going to be, like, I guess it's going to be only in-game for now. Like, you go in and you get your own lobby and everything set up. But I, yeah. I haven't I haven't given out my friend's code yet because, uh, who do you call it, Player Essence filled his up real fast. So I, was, I have to get, like, my brother in there, and then I have to get Evan in there. You're going to get trolled like... by your brother? <laughs> yeah. My, he only has Zelda, though. He doesn't, he doesn't have anything else. Yeah. So he, um, but... It, it, it it's been pretty it cool. Fun. They they definitely have some stuff they have to figure out for their online service. Uh, but they they have time time to figure that out before they start charging. That's true. Yeah, they said they were going to start charging in the fall, right? So yeah, we're thinking it's going to be somewhere around twenty to twenty five dollars a year. Yeah. Um, exactly. But they are. It sounds like they're going to do cloud saves and they're going to stand up servers to help with lag. So it, well, it sounds like the money's going into something. Yeah. No, I'm 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 excited about it. I think that they're smart. Um, they're, they know what they're doing this time. They're, they're looking at what their competitors have done and they're probably trying to do what makes sense for the mass consumer, you know, like keeping it out at a low price point and giving incentives to, you know, jump in. And I think that, you know, giving away a free game a month, even if it's temporarily like is, is pretty cool, you know? So I, I'm, I'm one of the people who likes that idea. Like, I know that it sucks that it's it's like technically a rental or whatever, but I think that it's still at that low price point. What is it like, maybe two fifty or two dollars and fifty cents a month? I think for that, like, it's it's pretty cool. It's pretty fair. I'm okay with yeah, that. Yeah. Um. Okay. So uh, let's see. Evan, we're still trying to get you a switch, aren't we? Yeah, still working on it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> someday. Someday. Well, uh, we'll see how if this shirt sale stuff that we're trying to throw together works. Yes, I might, I might move some aside for the switch for our, our office. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, what kind of what kind of Joy-Con guy are you, Evan? Are you gray, neon? 
Honestly, if I'm really going to be serious about it, I might actually just airbrush some of my artwork onto it. I might do something Dude, that would be like awesome. a dip or something. I gotta find. I think there's a few print shops near me that do the uh, dipping service. That uh, the water based. You're gonna dip print. those Joy Cons, <laughs> dude. How cool would that be? I could put like uh, my my mini Samus on one, and then the Mega Man on the other, and you could just have well, you're, that. I think you're. I think you're spoiling a future video. I actually got Joy Cons, so I'm gonna paint them. Oh my so, god. <laughs> yeah, you're you're gonna paint them, but I'm saying we find a local print shop that does the dipping service, and we do that. Dip them. Oh jeez. That'll be. <laughs> that sounds incredible. pretty ridiculous. Okay, well let's um let's move on to something kind of interesting here. So this is, I'm gonna hit you guys with a rumor, and you let me know what you think about it. Okay. 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 This leaked out today. There is new artwork for the new Call of Duty game coming out, and I think you guys are well aware of what happened with Infinite Warfare, right? Right. Yep. New something um, new, so everyone was scared and stopped and didn't want to okay. buy it. <laughs> right. They didn't. They didn't like the whole futuristic stuff. Right. Too right. new. Ah. Right. Well, apparently artwork leaked out, and the game is going to be called, at least from what we see, Call of Duty WW2. Okay. So it going looks back to like, World War II? Yeah, it looks like they're going back to World War II. I'm trying to remember which game, which which company is making it this year. It's not, it has to be Sledgehammer this year, because um, it's Infinity Ward was last year, and then before that was Treyarch, so it has to be Sledgehammer this year. Okay. Uh, and they made, uh, what was it, Advanced, Advanced Warfare? Yeah, Advanced Warfighter, right? Yeah, they made that. Um, and now we have what I figured was going to... See, I thought they were going to go back to like World War, like like pre-World War One, but I guess they're going to go back to World War Two. and I was a little surprised that it leaked out. This is like from... A, I guess they had artwork and stuff from a company that leaked out, like promotional material. Yeah. And uh, it's it's not confirmed or anything. They'll probably put a... a what is it? A trailer out at some point soon, but... I was I was surprised that it got leaked out, but I do think they need to go back to like old school Call of Duty because Black Ops is a futuristic game. Actually, all three of them were pretty much futuristic games, and no one was doing the like the old school Call of Duty. And then Battlefield One. I don't know if you played Battlefield One, Phil, but it's actually a really good game. Yeah, uh, that yeah, comes out. It. Everybody falls in love with it. So, oh, did you did you get a chance to play Horizon Zero Dawn, Phil? I'm sorry to change it. I did. I did not. No, and I wanted to so bad. I wanted to play that game so bad, but I didn't have enough time. Um, I'm, that's going to be on the shelf. That's definitely in my catalog, though, to come back to later in the year. How is it though? I, I saw that you played it, right? You had a let's yes, play for it. Yeah. yeah, I did. Um, I did. I actually got it. Uh, so without spoiling too much, I have ways of getting games the day before they come out. <laughs> nice. Um, and uh, I got that the day before him. And I did. A, I did a, a quick stream of it. Um, and then of course YouTube like grabs it and then re-uploads it but i did a quick stream and played it for a bit but my problem was it was only out for three or four days and then zelda came out so i have not played it i have not played it since then (laughs) yeah yeah that's that's why i'm not so upset about not getting it is because i know that it's like i would have played it for those three days and then it would have just disappeared and i know that you know after playing through zelda it's like i'm gonna come back and probably want to restart horizon anyway you know so i'm not gonna come back after not you know after not playing for a month and then pick up from my save like four hours into the game so (laughs) right yeah it was um it's it's a big open world game it's fun i just if i would had to pick between either one i would probably pick zelda first to be honest so oh absolutely yeah zelda is still the game so um but yeah on that call of duty thing you know i think Mm -hmm. that um I think going back to World War II is probably a good idea for them. I mean, they mm-hmm. they um, you know took a risk going into the future, and it worked. 
it worked for them to for a certain extent they kind of divided the community a little bit you know we saw like a lot of um dislike for that future sort of warfare and then you know we we also saw like a lot of praise for it you know, you can't you can't deny that the mechanics of the game did sort of like develop and like you know they had a lot of new and interesting things happening but at the same time like it lost its call of duty feel to it and i remember um just kind of like playing four months ago i went back and played like call of duty 2 um Mm -hmm. which is like one, one of my favorite games ever um on the xbox 360 and i and that feels great it still holds up like graphically obviously it's not you know great looking but it, the feel of that game is amazing. And if, if this game, if it is, you know, if they are making another World War II game, and if sure. they go back to that sort of, like, gritty, you know, I'm feeling, like, you know, not as powerful, but, like, I'm still powerful. You know what I mean? Like, you oh, know, yeah. Yeah. it takes a while to reload, and you, you, don't, you, you can't run on walls anymore. You know what I mean? Like, if they oh, go yeah, back yeah. to that, I think that that might make the gameplay a little bit more interesting, you know? And they're not going to go back to World War One because then everyone would be like, oh, okay, so they're just copying Battlefield. Like, this is, you know, in total copycat. It's going to flop right away. I don't, I don't think I'll ever forget Call of Duty 2 because that was when the 360 was first coming out. I don't know if you remember exactly that time period. Um, oh, yeah. But the, yeah, the 360 was first coming out, and they were showing Call of Duty 2 everywhere. Like, if you went to Best Buy, they were playing it. If you went to the mall... We had like an FYE out here. They were playing it. And they always had that one part in the beginning where you're coming into like it was like a it was almost like out in the desert kind of level. And you're kind of driving in and then somebody throws a smoke grenade. And it was weird because at that time that was a big deal when you saw like like volumetric smoke come out of the ground. And we were just like, whoa, look at the smoke. And then meanwhile, yeah, (laughs) (laughs) which is hilarious to think about now. But that's that's how it was back then. Dude, yeah. I remember, I remember I got a 360 at launch and, and Call of Duty 2 was one of the launch games, I think, right? Yep. For the 360. Yep, that, uh, Perfect Dark Zero was there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I got both of those. I was so excited for Perfect Dark Zero, kind of whatever for Call of Duty 2 and ended up falling completely in love with Call of Duty 2 and just whatever about Perfect Dark Zero. <laughs> it was good, it was good. Yeah. And then that, and I remember I got Condemned after that came out and that was really good too. Yeah, uh, loved but Condemned. I don't even know, what were you even doing at that time, Evan? What for the Xbox 360 release? Yeah, when the three that was uh end of 2005. I'm trying to remember. I think my one of my roommates went with it pretty hard because he was huge into Halo and he had actually a group at our college that played that. Um, but with me, I think uh, we were still playing random GameCube games uh, with my other roommate, and that was really when I started looking into how to build computers heavily, like okay. all the different aspects of it and uh, the, all the little tweaks and things got pretty big into a couple online communities and i think that was around the time i started playing some mmos with a ton of people that apparently ended up being local people that okay i I knew for a while but uh let me let me let me let me hit you with this evan uh and and philip kingdom hearts 2 came out a month after the 360 launched (laughs) wow that is how yeah that's how long we've been waiting for kingdom hearts 3 that's insane <laughs> like that's the 360 crazy. has the 360 has come and gone since kingdom hearts 2 uh since we've been waiting for kingdom hearts 3 <laughs> and we're at least halfway through the you know the xbox one cycle and ps4 as well so yep it's yep. about time and they're not going to release kingdom hearts 3 for another year at least right i don't so. think it'll be this year unless they really surprise us at e3 i, I really have to surprise us yeah 
So we, I, I we find I, out I, it's a massive open world, bigger than Final Fantasy's open <laughs> world, and that would be ridiculous. No, you know what? If it's bigger than um, if it's big, bigger than Xenoblade Chronicles X's world, that'd be amazing. <laughs> so that had a massive world. Um, yes. So any any thoughts on the Call of Duty scene, Evan? I know you're kind of making fun of some people for not um, I for I've not, never like, really the new one. <laughs> well, I mean it. The reasons were always bad. I thought like ever people who trashed it were like oh i don't know why it's in the future i don't know why i need an exosuit you you don't it's a game it's a thing to escape to and try something else be something else do something else it, i don't <laughs> i don't know what this this entrapped feeling of ah, I, I want it to be like a gun that i could have but you don't have the ability to then hold that gun up and immediately snap to someone you're supposed to kill and then pull the trigger and get it <laughs> infinitely guaranteed hits on them it I don't I don't get that <laughs> that whole scene about it like it's just it's not interesting to me the the shooters I played at the time that Call of Duty was a big thing I played Enemy Territory Quake Wars and mm-hmm. I played uh which that actually probably put a big issue with me with Call of Duty into like my mind because the problem was I think Modern Warfare Two dropped right after Quake Wars came out and Quake Wars I think was, you're right yeah Quake Wars was great I met great communities there i was playing online heavily it was a really fun uh game with just this great feel of how to play the vehicles were fun to play with and just all the cool little things you could do and it was great and then they balanced it kind of ruined some things the straw gatling gun became really powerful and stuff and they were like oh yeah we're gonna dial it back and that i think was the exact moment activision said we're cutting your funding immediately because modern warfare 2 is coming out and we don't want two fps's fighting with each other in the market yeah, I think that you're was, right. Yeah. That was literally it. Ruined a really good game. And then even before that, with the older Call of Duties that everyone really liked, I played um, the other enemy territory, Wolfenstein, that was out. Uh, we had a... Mm-hmm. I think one of the online clans I was playing with was a pretty big UK clan. I think they were called okay. Tibet. I think that's what they named themselves. But it, that was just fun. It was a great experience. And it was it was your skill. And that's really what caught me in that world was... You have to be accurate. You have to really control the weapon you're using. It's it's heavy that way. It, there's so many great stories that I have just stored away in my head about that game. Um, covert ops people that could take other people's outfits. We were messing around with that, and we always seemed to die trying to get behind enemy lines that way. And one of my friends takes one of the outfits and goes, let me try something. Spins around, faces us, and starts leaping backwards and just gets all the way behind them and into their base. It was fantastic. And, so um so to me, go to go from that to oh if you if you right click you can just shoot people like yeah <laughs> i was like yeah, okay just, uh, lock on to the guy and shoot five <laughs> missiles at him yeah it just, you know just click once he's dead and you can just go do it mm-hmm. to someone else it just became a twitch shooter and twitch right, shooters yeah. are just rhythm it's basically playing a rhythm game with bullets and i'm not that interested in that <laughs> so let me um let me jump over to something else here with the Switch. Uh, I don't know, Philip, have you been following this, where some games are coming out and they're actually more expensive on the Switch than they are anywhere else? I have, yeah, I've heard about it. It's, yeah, so um, we have, uh, well, Rhyme, you probably saw that, Rhyme is $10 more. Uh, yeah. Than the, and then Minecraft Story Edition, Story Mode Edition or whatever, is $10 more now, too. Wow. Um, yeah, so and that so Minecraft is forty dollar game instead of thirty now for the and it's for the Switch. And I, Eurogamer came out with a with a an article. I don't know if you saw this, where they were saying that it's more expensive to put it as a cartridge, and that's why. But 
there are other companies like FDG Entertainment that say it'll stay the same price, whether it's physical or not. Uh, Binding of Isaac came out at 40 which is uh, lower. Well, it's $5 more than the one that's on Steam, I believe, and that is a digital versus a physical there. Um, of course, Nintendo asked for royalty fees, so you'd expect it to be like $5 more as opposed to Steam that is, I think a little more lax with their stuff. But it's it's interesting going forward if games that are multi-platform would try to be more expensive on the Switch. And I don't, I don't think it has anything to do with the cartridge. I think it has to do with the development time for trying to make it work on both a handheld and a console, technically, with the TV. Yeah, I think that that makes a lot of sense. Um, but I also remember... Um, Miyamoto, he was talking about how it was really easy to port games over to the Switch, right. especially games running on Unreal. So, mm-hmm. like, I don't know, I'm, like, that confuses me, you know, to think that, like, he was talking about easy ports and then also, like, it being, you know, possibly complicated to maybe, you know, get a game to run in handheld as right. well as on, on the TV. I think well, that yeah. it, mm-hmm. it, it could have something to do with, I mean, Nintendo does take a big cut on royalties, Um but at the same time, you know, we're we're seeing the same price for digital as we are seeing for physical sure. games. So mm-hmm. I, yeah. I don't know how to explain that. And I mean, easy easy porting compared to what? Because, I mean, like, how long did it take for the latest uh, Batman game to start working on PC as it was ported from consoles? Well, like... apparently, the, um, apparently they got, uh, like, Snake Pass as a game that was made for the PC first, and it took them a week to get it running on the Switch. Right. Um, because uh, the Switch shares Unreal 4, it shares Vulkan, which is interesting, and it shares uh, NVN from NVIDIA. So it has, like, all of their latest, because it's a Maxwell chip that's in there, so it has all of their latest stuff attached to it. Um, and apparently just the way it works where, for example, the Wii U had ED RAM, where it had that high-speed RAM on the chip, and then it had access to a pool of RAM that was slower, whereas the Switch just has access to one pool of RAM that's faster than the Wii U stuff. And it's not PowerPC. The Wii U... All right, so the Wii U was running a tri-core Wii processor. The Wii processor was an overclocked GameCube processor. So the Wii U was technically running a tri-core GameCube processor that was overclocked. Hmm. Wow. (laughs) So imagine having to go from something that's x86 with the PS4 to go back to PowerPC that hasn't been used in forever. I mean, technically, it was still a GameCube processor that was heavily altered. And... Here you go with the Switch that is using a Tegra chip that shares all the latest and greatest, you know, programming APIs and everything. So I, I think that's what they're trying to say is it's easier to develop here. The dev kits are five to six hundred dollars as opposed to I think the PS4's dev kit is like twelve thousand dollars. Wow. Yeah, yeah. So it's something ridiculous, and um, I think they're just trying to do whatever they can to to, to get these people on board. And it's interesting from what I heard, Rhyme had to. Uh, outsource their programming to get it running on the handheld mode for whatever reason. I don't know why. Um, I also don't know what language, if they were using Unreal or if they're using their own thing. Maybe that's why. But from from what people are saying, they had to outsource to another company, and that's why there's a $10 difference. Um, yeah, that makes sense. I mean, if they're outsourcing, you know, it's going to be way more expensive. Obviously, there's going to be fees involved there. Um, but I, I don't see this being, like, the future of the Switch. I honestly don't think that games are going to be priced as high especially indie games mm-hmm. um you know when we i think that 40 dollars for the binding of isaac is a little bit too expensive for that game um you said it was 25 on steam 
Oh, it's 35. I'm sorry. It's 35 on Steam. 30, 35 on Steam. Right. So, yeah. like, I think that, you know, that is, I guess, a fair price, um, you know, and I think they should have probably matched it for the Switch. Um, but at the same time, it's I think it's still going to sell. I think still, people are still going to be excited about it. They're hungry for games on the Switch. And I think, you know, developers know that and Nintendo knows that. And, you know, people are going to buy it no matter what the price is. I'm, well, that was my that was my other concern is that they're going to take advantage of a very small lineup right now, and they can put something out that's ten dollars more because we'll buy it because there's nothing else on the Switch to really play other than the you know the big ones Zelda right. and uh, Bomberman I guess stuff like that. Whereas all of a sudden this new cool looking game comes out, eh, it's forty dollars, no big deal. I'm going to get it so it gives me something else to play, and they can kind of right. get away with it that way, you know. But at least it's a good game, you know. It is, it is, it is yeah. And that I know has been Heroes is out in a couple weeks. There's a couple things coming down the pipeline for the Switch. And really, at this point, I have all these systems, but the Switch is the one I play the most just because it's it's the easiest thing to play. I hit the button on the top, and it's on in ten seconds, not even. You know, and yeah. I'm not playing. It's so fast. And every game, Zelda is save anywhere. You know, all these games I can save and then stop playing whenever I want. Yeah, it's built for pick up and play. I mean, it's I heard it, you know, referred to as almost like the spiritual successor to the Vita. <laughs> and that's yeah. almost oh, yeah. like what it feels like to me. I was a huge Vita fan, yep, you know, too. and so like having that same experience just, you know, on a quote unquote next gen level is amazing. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's, it's a console experience on the go that's actually built well and it has co-op built in. Yeah, it's, cra- it's crazy. You know, it, it really is. Um so I have another piece of news here that's actually it interests me because I'm always interested in kind of the business side of gaming. Um, and, and this came out today and people started – well, technically the report came out yesterday and they opened stocks this morning. And people are dumping GameStop uh, stock like they're allergic to it. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if you saw this, but their earnings are way down right now. Oh man, they are they are in some trouble right now. Oh, and, GameStop. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and this is from this this uh, is from their last quarter of 2016, so it doesn't count anything with the Switch yet. But that would be their holiday season, and they dropped. It looks like okay, here we go. Yeah, so hardware sales declined 29.1 percent, and their software sales fell 19 percent for quarter four, from what it says here, and that would that would cover their uh, full holiday sales and then their Fourth quarter global sales dropped 13.6%. So they are on it. And they apparently it's been that they have been on this downward slope for past couple of years now. Wow. And, and you just, I mean, you just said you bought Binding of Isaac digitally, right? I did. Yeah. Just, you know, on pure convenience factor. Sure, exactly. Now, now do you, do you buy a lot of your games digitally now? I do. Yeah, un- yeah. Unfortunately. And I say that unfortunately, because I would like to have, you know, that hard copy. I, I do miss that feeling. But at the same time, like the ease of not having sure. to worry about swapping games. Oh, no, me... I understand that completely. There, There is a there is a convenience fact there. Absolutely. And now Amazon and Best Buy offer you a better deal anyway than GameStop. You don't have to leave the house. They'll ship it to you. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> you know, where, where I don't know if you do Amazon Prime at all. Have you done? I do. Have, yeah. Okay. I... You understand that games are 20 percent cheaper on there. Yeah. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's amazing. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Um, so, and Evan and I, like I said, we worked with the game stuff and at one point we were actually doing the ordering for the stores too. Oh, so really? We've, we've had a look at all the wholesale stuff, um, for all the different games, controllers. Is, we can tell you. It is yes, garbage here. Yes. We can tell you how much all these games cost GameStop pretty much. Like you can name a game or controllers and we can tell you how much they probably cost. Yeah. They don't make very much money off of it, right? They uh, make all their money off their used stuff, right? So what's a game, what's a game that came out, Evan, back in the day that we, that I ordered? Um, I'm trying to think of a game. 
Uh, there was well, there was there's basketball every year. Two K was a, a thing yeah, every year. Always the two Ks and always the Maddens. Yeah, two. So so Madden I think cost us I want to say fifty dollars and like seventy five cents. It's how much it costs you to buy a copy at wholesale, and then you sell it for sixty dollars. Right. But then you also have to pay shipping. <laughs> so a lot <laughs> right. of times, throw a dollar on each one of those. So you're only making so your your fifty something dollar investment only gets you like eight percent back on top and that's not including what you're whatever you're paying the person at the register to sell it you know yeah, and any other over and then the problem being that the uh the trade-ins themselves uh can negate huge chunks of that income anyway so you're already in the hole and you're hoping that the things you get traded in will get sold but probably not because when uh what's when the new madden comes out what's the first thing that comes in the old madden yep yep you end up giving, like, <laughs> nobody wants that yep. so, like, exactly uh, and then there's something called uh, price cuts, and there's another store that we worked with that dealt with this a lot, where a company like Sony or Nintendo, they don't offer something called price protection, whereas Microsoft does. Microsoft's really good about that. So you know how like a game will get discounted out of nowhere, like a company will announce that a game goes from like 60 to 40? Yeah. Um, well, like Microsoft will give the store $20 like as like a, hey, here's a rebate. You know, we had to lower the price, sell what you can. Uh, Sony and Sony and Nintendo don't do that, but to Nintendo's uh, to Nintendo's credit, they never really lower their prices. You know, Zelda will stay sixty dollars for a long time, uh, whereas Sony seems to drop prices like crazy. But they don't help the stores out, so the stores pretty much get left having to sell the game for forty bucks, and they lose twenty dollars on that. Then, huh. so it's very difficult. And now I see this with GameStop, and GameStop can't afford to lose money on their games, whereas Best Buy and and uh, Amazon make money on other things than just games, whereas GameStop doesn't. Like it's in their title, it's GameStop, you know. And um, and I I do see GameStop declining so much to the point where they are not around anymore in like five ten years. I do think that's a uh, an actual reality. Well, yeah, because they've they've talked. I think five years ago we read that interview where they were looking into a way to digitally distribute games to the point yep. where, like, if you had a if you had a Switch or an Xbox One, you could technically buy a copy through them specifically somehow and yeah. it still didn't feel like why like why would you do that there's no <laughs> way there's no way microsoft or nintendo would be like oh yeah let's have a middleman service because i think ea did that with origin and then i think they got rid of the guys doing the middleman stuff and just it like incorporated them into their main company anyway over time like yeah so it's it's an interesting time uh, I, from when I remember going to Funko Land to now. It's it's so different now. Um, yeah, but, everything's but, changed so, yeah. so much now. I mean, a lot of people are, you know, like we said, buying digital. But, you know, then we still have our diehard, you know, physical, you know, people who yeah. just need to have that physical copy. That's me. And I think we'll always that's have me. that. Yeah, yeah. I love, love <laughs> exactly. physical copies. But it's also it's even it's more than that. It was always the culture like. On the new game days at our store, we'd get at least a couple people together who were interested in the same thing, and it became like a small cultural thing that's going to no longer be a thing. You just buy it online and hope that you find a forum one day with people you can consider friends in that gaming industry, like side hey, of I went to, Hey, I went to Goodwill the other day, and I found Jedi Outcast on the PC for $3. No way. That's yep. awesome. Full, complete inbox. <laughs> yes. So I am. I will buy di- physical games all day. But that's just me. <laughs> I understand the convenience factor, though. If if a game is only digital, it is nice when I can just hit the button and it just launches. So I get yeah. that. Yes. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> I um, hope we never lose um, midnight launches, though. Those are fun. I love going to a midnight launch for a game yeah, did you, or a console. Did you get your uh, Did you get your Switch at uh, the midnight release? 
I did. I went to GameStop, like every average Joe out there, and <laughs> waited in line, picked up my – I actually had a pre-order, so I was yes. good. But I, you know, waited three hours earlier or whatever before uh, they started giving him out just to oh, get this my is, spot. This is great. So, so I, went, I went to the GameStop near me, and I walk in at uh, – they called me and said, come in early. Uh, you can pre-register. You can, like, pre-ring yourself. So what they did was they – you go there. You get there early. I think I got there at, like, 2 o'clock. And they rang me up for it early, and they wrote a number down for me. So I was, like, number five. And so I leave, and I, I get back to the GameStop at 11.57. <laughs> I walk in. They have a line of, like, 60 people in there, and then there's 10 people outside. I walk in. They they uh, start canning out the stuff, and they call my number first. <laughs> so I walk past all these people who are looking so mad at me because I just walked in the door, then walk right up, get my Switch, and I leave. Nice. Well, Penny, um, Penny Arcade did a mini comic about that because uh, the one guy, one of them actually sat in a midnight release line, and the other one like didn't, and he just went to bed, woke up the next day, went to whatever local short store they had, and just bought one, and then just <laughs> went home. Like he didn't, he didn't oh, have Phil, to do any did, um, of that. Did any did anyone there recognize you? Uh, no, but I did oh. get recognized at the Switch event. Nice. Um, yeah, which was pretty intense. That that's was the cool. first. That's a cool feeling, right? As somebody it, else who hasn't been on YouTube as long either, that's a pretty cool feeling, right? Yeah, man. It's really surreal. It's it's awesome. I'm I'm excited to meet people out there who watch my videos. It's so humbling, you know? Yes, people out there, if you see us in real life, you can say hi. It's okay. Absolutely. <laughs> Don't be uh, nervous. We love saying hi. <laughs> I think I was at, um. what was I? I think we were at, I think the channel was at, 8,000 subscribers and I went to Chick-fil-A and I'm in line and the person behind me recognized me in line like locally around here it was <laughs> nice really, it was really weird they were watching my video in line no way behind, yeah it was the weirdest thing hey, but, you're uh, that guy was, on my phone <laughs> yeah yeah no, it weird. and then I, I ordered and then I walked away and then he kind of came over and was like you have a YouTube channel it's like oh yeah yeah so he holds up his phone he's like I'm watching you right now <laughs> that's <laughs> like middle Chick-fil-A but uh it was pretty cool yeah if, if um you know, if you see us in real life, you can say hi. Usually, you know, it's pretty pretty cool to do that. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, a lot, I actually knew some of the people and like actually personally at the Switch event. And then there were some, or at the um at the release, and then there were a lot of people who who recognized me there apparently. So it was kind of it was pretty cool. It's a cool thing when that happens. But I kind of I kind of thought about that happening because it is a Switch thing, and and there were a lot of Switch videos leading up to it. So yeah, um, you know. But it's pretty cool when that happens. It is. I still haven't gone to any conventions yet. Um, for the channel, I might try to go to too many games. Yeah, I thought we were going to go to. Yeah, I think I'm going to do that. Are you going to go um, to E3? I was going. I was really thinking about it, but uh, I'll probably have. It's in June, right? So I'll probably have a uh, two two and a half month old here. So I, I probably can't leave for a week without feeling bad. Oh yeah. <laughs> so That's I might right. have to go. I but I might try to do a whole thing and actually go next year. Um, and maybe organize with a bunch of other YouTubers go out there too. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Wow. Well, I'm gonna try and go out this year. Um, so if you need some footage, let me Are know. Are you? Oh, that's awesome, dude. Yeah, yeah. I, I have you're to. Close, I'm in San Diego. You're close to there, aren't yeah, you? yeah. It's just like an hour and a half away from Are you me. Serious? So. Oh, dude, yeah. really? That yeah, is it's awesome. just a drive. It's the, it's right there. Just don't give him <laughs> the address. Get, um... He'll just knock on your door day of and be like, "Guess what? <laughs> <laughs> did you get uh, Did you get press tickets? Um, no, no, I wasn't able to get the press tickets, unfortunately. I think my channel was only at, like, 7,000 subscribers, hey, and they just were, still, like... Can you still write into it, or...? 
Um, I'm not sure. I think the deadline is already down for the press tickets. I might be able to. Uh, okay. Yeah, so, see, if you can him on, see if you can have him on Twitter because you actually have a good bit of people on Twitter following you. They might actually see that and send you something. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. definitely. I would still try I'll to get in there because uh, the public – apparently the public event's cool, but like the press event is where you want to get into um, like okay. the actual press stuff because you can get – like Evan, you did the press for um, – what was it? PAX East, right? Yeah, we did PAX East press and Comic-Con, uh, and New York guys, Comic-Con but press. But you guys – you guys got into like the after party with Square Enix, didn't you? Square Enix after party, yeah. which it was apparently it was kind of sad. Like I was oh. writing something up in the hotel room, and they went there, and the Square Enix after party was in a bar on the top floor, which is kind of cool. Like supposedly they had to like talk to a bouncer, and they let them up the stairs. They get up there, and there's like maybe the three people we met at the convention, and then five people we didn't know, and that was like the whole thing. <laughs> Well, apparently so. the E3 after parties are insane from what I've heard. Yeah, so. I mean, those are going to be the big ones. I, we even <laughs> yeah. heard stories from some of our uh, local, I guess, customers. Remember the one guy who went into game development and made the uh, the Simon Says type phone app? Apparently he went to E3 once and somehow got into those parties and they were that's where I, that's super where I, ridiculous. That's, that's where I heard about those parties from was Tyler. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like ridiculous like like almost like college frat parties with game developers yeah well even even past <laughs> tyler telling us that we've we've been around for the whole like news movements of like the uh the booth babes and stuff and how they kind of got moved yes. over to the parties and like how that became a thing so yep there was all that backlash and stuff it was crazy that's cool just... man yeah you're you're fortunate to be out out west that's where I, i've always wanted to live out in san francisco yeah, no, I mean, I uh, I would love to live in San Francisco one day. That's like my dream area to live. I know that's where it's all like kind of happening as far as like video games and, and, and stuff like that in the States. Well, San Diego um, seems awesome, though. San Diego seems really cool. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's my hometown. I love it. I mean, I'm actually originally from New York, but I grew okay. up in San Diego, so it's become my hometown. Now, um, is it more expensive out there in San Diego than San Francisco? I assume San Francisco is like the place that's expensive, right? Yeah, 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 definitely. Right. Out of out of all three places, <laughs> um, between New York, San Francisco, and San Diego, I'd say San Diego is um, actually, ironically, the cheapest. <laughs> oh wow! Okay, cool. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Just the cost of living in San Francisco is is pretty expensive. I don't know, like, how many uh, people live out there of your listeners, but like, man, like the real estate is just crazy right That's now. That's right here. Like, you'll watch like um like my wife will watch a lot of like 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 house shows where they're like fixing up houses and they're like buying like a thousand square foot place for like four hundred fifty thousand dollars <laughs> yeah like, yeah what, what? <laughs> yeah you're definitely paying for the area you know <laughs> yeah my, like like it's insane and then like we're out here in, in elkton maryland where everything is like cheap compared <laughs> to that all, and it's all kind of falling into that weird world of just everything's coming apart at the seams <laughs> yeah and we and we still complain about what we have to pay like yeah. it is it, Compared to that, it's stupid cheap. Like houses out here are anywhere between like a hundred to one hundred fifty thousand dollars for like a like a two story house. Oh man, that's <laughs> and, awesome! And that's out really... there, it's like obscenely expensive. Yeah, yeah, no, like a two bedroom house in San Diego and in like a decent area is at least like two fifty, maybe three hundred. Oh, wow. Jeez, yeah, yeah, my house is a three bedroom and it's like nowhere near that expensive. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> Man, um, but uh, yeah, that's, that's that's interesting. It's interesting to hear about the other side of the United States. <laughs> um, that's cool though. That you're you're in a good area though. If you're only an hour, you said hour and a half away from LA. Yeah, make you should make your way out, man. That'd yeah, be apparently. cool. Hang out if you get out here during E3 or something like that. Yeah. It'd be awesome. Okay. 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 Yeah. 
Yeah, because now that I know you're that close, yeah, I'll take you up on it, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely, anytime, anytime. Seriously. Yeah, I know. I know. Next year, we'll. I'll be. I'll definitely be getting the E3. Um, but I do want to hit some other conventions. So I don't know if you end up making your way around the states to different conventions, but. I hope so, definitely. I hope so, yeah. or I hope to do like a lot of traveling this year. You know, as the channel gets bigger and stuff like that. Sure. Yeah. So. Well, see if you um if you're ever because it's not far from New York. If you ever end up back in New York out in June, that's when uh, too many games is. Okay. And, uh, yeah. I know. I know. I'm going out there. It's like an hour or so drive from where I am, and uh, it's probably like hour and a half from New York. Nice. Yeah, so, definitely. And then there's also um, Comic Con. I know that's like a huge one in San Diego. I've been to that a bunch of times. Yep. yep. They're not too too crazy about video games, but sometimes they do have some pretty. Uh, I don't know. They have started to shift. At least the one in New York uh, a couple years ago when I did the New York Comic Con coverage. I think fifty percent of it was about video game things which was really, really weird to me uh like I, we i went there for information on anything comics and stuff and anything on the movies and tv shows that were coming up i got to see the promo for the lock and key tv series that never happened and like it was all really cool but then you hit the floor and it was marvel versus capcom the new darkness game coming up uh i think they were showing off some dark sider stuff because that was uh joe matt a huge guy in comics it was so crazy that it was just all video games yeah yeah i remember um i think it was last year it was it was right before the the division came out microsoft had like a really big thing happening in the hotel right next to the convention center where they were holding uh comic-con and you could play um a couple you know games that were coming out at the time and the division was one of them and it was like the first time I, I got some hands-on time with it and it was really cool like you know to be able to play that at comic-con you know <laughs> so like yeah. it's definitely turning into something that is more than just comic books and shifting more towards the video game cycle every year i, I can i can see that evolution happening mm-hmm. as well yeah so, so too many games is like all about game that's all it is video games it's oh, mostly yeah. like a lot of it's a lot and of retro, retro stuff too, yeah, heavy yeah. Yeah. and retro and indie that represents retro yes. is what we've yeah, always they seen. actually will give they'll give tables out for free to indie developers to show their game off like if it's like a one or two man crew they'll just give them a table to show it off for free nice. but uh what's cool is usually i think their big guest is usually the the angry video game nerd goes there every year yep and oh, D- cool. dj Cutman, i think always goes there he's pretty yeah, big DJ on Cutman. like twitch and stuff yeah, so it's it's a lot of fun. I think it's like a three day event. We would go. Well, we used to actually go there with a store and sell stuff there. <laughs> but uh, uh, we, I guess, we would just go on Saturday. But it, it should be fun. It's not till the end of June, so it's a while away. But okay, um, yeah, that sounds awesome. It should be good. But I'll be looking forward to your. That's cool. You're going to E3 though. That's neat. I hope you can get in a press though. That's that's where you get into like the big keynotes where they give you something for free. I remember one year when they showed the Xbox 360 Slim. Everybody in attendance got one for free. <laughs> No so, way. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. It, was, yeah. it was basically like one of those Oprah moments where, like, look under your seat. And it's like, <laughs> you get an Xbox. Yeah. <laughs> That's so, hilarious. It's yeah, I'm excited. Cool. I'm excited. I'm definitely going to try and get in there as press. I'm, I'm going to try again, email them, shoot them out on Twitter or whatever, shout them out on Twitter. Yeah, if you're, if you're listening to this, get them, help them get there. Tweet, tweet them at E3 and say, hey, get, get my man Philip in there. <laughs> That'd um, be awesome. But uh, that's that's really cool. That's cool. But, uh, yeah, so we'll, we'll, we'll close up here with something here. Um what are you what are you looking forward to i guess with the switch next next uh next month or really is any game system at all philip i don't know if there's anything in particular looking for next month um next month what month are we in now march so april is next month yes um yes. i'm i'm really looking forward to mario kart 
Mario okay. Kart is big. Um, I know that ARMS is coming out sometime around that time as well. Well, um, I'm hoping so. It'll probably be um, – I, I think we're shooting for maybe early May for ARMS at this point. They keep their super, like, like cloudy about that whole thing. But yeah. I'm, we'll see it. We'll see a Nintendo Direct about it at some point. Yeah, they'll probably spread them out evenly. I'm sure they're not going to release them back-to-back, Mario yeah. Kart and ARMS. Yeah. But for April, for me, the big one is probably Mario Kart. And then sure. – um, yeah, also more more close though has been Heroes looks really interesting. I'm looking forward to that. Yep. Um that's going to be a big one. Um yeah, that's that that's the those are the two for me for now. Okay. Sure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, what about yeah. what about you, Evan? Uh I mean, right now I'm still heavily invested in trying to see how the gigantic community grows. Um but when like, you're gigantic. I, dude, it's so fun <laughs> to play and okay, this historically speaking, whenever I play games, uh, huh. Usually, I, I don't know. I'm usually better than 80% of the community in them in competitive style. And people... <laughs> I'm just better than those people. <laughs> but they complain. Like, they'll they'll complain rather than getting better at something. But I in, understand what you're but saying. But in yes, Gigantic, yes. if I dominate an enemy team, I get friend invites. This is the first time this has happened in so many games. Like, I have a... <laughs> my friends list is just filling up with people who want to play with me because of how much better I did than them. And they come in to chat and we talk about builds and stuff. It doesn't happen like this normally. But didn't you just didn't you just send me a thing on Steam that's like, oh, Dragon Quest Heroes 2 yeah, is that's, out. That's oh, the thing. The other one. That's the thing, because these things are flying under the radar <laughs> that I had no idea were coming up. And I'm kind of interested in the Tokaiden 2. And, uh, Dude, I, I, I counted like 11 exclamation points after it. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> what? when did this happen? Because I know all the news and stuff that I keep seeing is getting dominated by just like here's switch stuff hey here's some new uh console game stuff and then like i just randomly hop into the shop on steam and it's like so Tokaiden 2 dropped and i was like what yeah (laughs) and then there's then also this dragon quest which i've looked into it apparently whatever drm system it's built on is like people hate it but yeah the the game itself it just looks awesome and it's dropping in like a bit in april actually 25th they put that on the they put that on the on the switch also yeah it looks uh, they fantastic. put the collection one into it doesn't run the... super well on the switch but yeah but that's run, that's the collection though but this is just <laughs> heroes too it's got the co-op and everything yeah oh yeah mm-hmm. yep apparently it was because they didn't apparently they they said they didn't optimize it super well for the switch but uh it seems like that might have been an afterthought for the switch to have that game but it's um yeah i mean it looks cool it's a cool looking game it almost looks like it's like a dynasty warrior style game right because i remember when you played uh you looked into dragon nest and stuff and you're like it's a pretty cool game i think mm-hmm. i think we need to somehow maybe rub some elbows with some people and you and i can get a copy of this and you yeah. know, get some co-op going well, that's nicely. Um, did uh, so that's you're just gonna play uh, gigantic, I guess. For now, yeah. It's... To, I know you're a big Steam. I know you're a big PC person. So yeah. That. Well, I'm gonna be looking mostly into assets for our uh, channel. Try to get some new stuff coming up for it. Got to get the videos done. Got to maintain my connection with the gigantic community and see how that goes because all the major streamers are like talking to me and linking stuff to mm. me and stuff. So that's a whole new experience for me, and that's pretty it's pretty cool. great. Nice. Yeah, I think I'm a uh, Mario Kart definitely, but uh, I'm looking forward to Persona Five also. Oh yeah, yeah, you're a huge I'll be playing a fan. Yeah, yeah, I'll be playing some Mad Persona Five. I was very close to importing it, but I didn't because I'm looking for the 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 nice Steelbook one. So nice. I'll be I'll be getting that. Apparently, they had to take it off the trucks because there was some bad illegal illegal substance on it or something. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. Apparently, they were starting to 
cancel pre-orders because of that. But then Atlas is like, no, everything's fine, and Amazon's like, no, it's not. So my my order's still coming. It's not it's not canceled. Um, wow. So I'll, I'll be are getting you, uh, that. Though. Are you are you going to be streaming it? Yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll I'll stream it when it when I whenever I get it. I guess the day it comes out, I'll I'll stream. I'll do another thing where I did like the first sixty minutes of Mass Effect. I'll do probably like no, the first sixty minutes of that, and then I'll probably just continue to play it as I go. Nice. Um, but that's uh. That's what I'm looking forward to, because that'll take up a good chunk of my my month there, and then I'll get Has Been Heroes and probably any other good indies that come out. Like Neo Geo games came out, and I bought a couple of those um, on the Switch. Like uh, Metal Metal Slug, I, I got that one. How is it, by the way? I'm so tempted to get one of those Neo Geo games, but at the same time, I'm like, uh, I don't know. How if did it's the worth Metal it. Slug play? Because I remember playing it on the Wii, and it, the moment like five people appeared on the screen, that was it for my frames. Oh no, no, it's fine. Like Metal Slug is legit on the Switch. I think it's really cool. just I think they just built an emulator and then they just put ROMs on it to be completely honest with you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's yeah but that's sort of what they did like. with the regular Wii and like <laughs> yeah. it should have been fine for Metal Slug, but all I remember is the moment I pulled the trigger on the first guy, it was like enjoy these ten frames, that's all you're getting for the rest of this. <laughs> and I was like, oh. No, it's fine. And uh what's great is that the Joy Cons are one in two players. So you can take your switch somewhere, tabletop mode, boom, two joy cons, you play in metal slug. Yeah, and uh, the battery lasts a while too. It's, it's a good, cause that one doesn't, I don't think push it too hard. That's probably like a four to five hour battery life on that. Wow. So it's, it's a good, you can take up a good chunk of the day playing metal slug. And then I got King of fighters also. And nice. that, that was, well. uh, that was 98, right? The one they dropped. Yes. Yeah. Good. I believe it is. Um, and then there was, um, the other one is Waku. I didn't get Waku Waku yet, but people were saying that's really good. Did I say that I, right, Evan? Waku Waku. I'm trying to remember Waku's which like, one. What was that? Ah, oh, man. I, it's one of those off the wall, like indie style games, but they, Oh, Waku, the Waku Waku, Waku, Waku 7? 7. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That one's fantastic. I loved that game on my emulator that I have. Haven't played it yet. You have to <laughs> seriously play it. It's got, it's got great animations, great characters. It's, oh, it was okay. so fun to play. Really? Okay, cool. Yeah, I saw it, and I was like, $8? Yeah, I'll buy them all. That's fine. <laughs> um, I haven't done anything with it yet, though. So, uh, you, got, you got the Windjammers, though? Are we playing Windjammers on the road? No, no. It's oh. not on there yet, man. I would no. play the, I'd play that game so much. Yeah, that's like our favorite game, Philip, is Windjammers on the Neo Geo. Um, I don't know if you've ever played it or heard of it, but it, it's a very it's like Ultimate Frisbee top-down. Nice. The, no. very, very the problem is, if you watch a video of it, you're going to go, why is this fun? And then when you play it, you're going to go, this is fun, I can't stop. Like you, yeah. It's so good. Yeah, you can I pretty can much get MAME and play it. You can just emulate it, but yeah, it's really cool. So Nice. How's, um, how's King of Fighters on the Joy-Cons? I'm just curious with that D-pad. Uh, not very good. Yeah, I'm not so worried about <laughs> okay. the D-pad as much as the buttons where they are. Like On just the little ones, or do you have to use like both? I just use the Pro Controller. Okay, good. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it seemed to work fine from what yeah. I can tell. No problem there, from what I can tell. So it's it's all right. Um, but yeah, overall it's all right. I, I just got I really just wanted Metal Slug, but then I just ended up getting all of them. I don't know. <laughs> try them out. But Metal Slug is a fun game. You could pretty much drop those Joy Cons to anybody and just start playing. So how many Metal nice. Slugs came in? Is just the classics, or was it like one? It's just it's, just it's just Metal Slug three. Ah, okay, that's a good. It's one. one of them. It's like eight dollars, I think. So it's not like bad. Yeah. I don't know. It play it plays fine and the and the visuals are still pixelated looking so it looks like how it does in the arcade. It's pretty funny. Um but overall overall it's pretty good. It's pretty good. So I think that about wraps up our second episode of Spawncast though. Had some fun with, with Philip on the on the stream here. Cool. Uh, yeah. Thank you so, so much for having me. We appreciate you, we appreciate you joining us. Um Absolutely. Maybe we could maybe we could do some other work in the future. I would love things. to. Um, Definitely. 
future but, collaborations. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we can play some games online too, stuff like that. So, cool. Some streams online. We got it. I need Evan. You need to get a console though, man. You get something. You can play. We need to get we you gotta, a Switch, man. We got We got to yeah. run this. We got to run the shirt thing. We got to get that <laughs> set up. See how much we get off of it, and then that'll probably be hopefully an immediate Switch once we can find one. <laughs> yeah, that's the other issue is finding. That's the real real problem is finding a switch not so much raising raising you the money for it it's more finding the switch at this point yes it's it's something it is like i know toys r us is going to have some tomorrow uh well saturday at 9 a.m tracking local switches now no no they um they uh i got oh you got got a tweet or something some word from the from the internets about that Uh. (laughs) Uh, but then i checked there's a site you can check called uh uh, what's it called brickseek and they'll tell you how many are there and to, right now, there's some at the one in uh, at the next second in Charles in Newark. Yeah, the only Toys R Us we have near here. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So they are uh, they are closed with them right now, which means they will open tomorrow with them. So uh, that that is where I would go to get it. But yeah, that's that's we got to get you a Switch though, uh, Evan. So you can play Mario Kart and uh, other games yeah, online. I wouldn't, with us. I wouldn't mind kicking your ass in Mario Kart. It's perfectly fine. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, you just gave us a, a mature rating now on YouTube for this Spawncast thing. That's fine. Well, there it goes. <laughs> it's all over. Parental no. guidance suggested. Yeah. That's this, fine. This um, podcast is too edgy. Yeah. That's how YouTube um, sees it now. Before we wrap it up, though, have you guys huh? ever heard of a website called Now in Stock? Now in Stock. Is that, yeah. what I was, is that the one I was... Oh no, that's Brickseek is what I was looking at. Now in stock. I have not. I have not. Let's see. It's nowinstock.net, and it's actually how I got my hands on a Go Plus for Pokemon Go. Um, oh, and we, we just called a guy. <laughs> but that, that was Evan. That was like uh, that was like three weeks ago. That dude. <laughs> I assume yeah. you're talking about Philip when it first came out. <laughs> but they're um, no, but they're like really good about sort of like sending you email notifications or even text oh. notifications to your phone as soon as like uh, Amazon gets stock or Best Buy. You can pick whatever store you want. They have like GameStop. They even have like weird ones like Kohl's or Shopco or, you know, hmm. all these things. Yeah. So this check it out. This would have come in handy. This would have come in handy when I was looking for the NES Classic. <laughs> yes, hmm. probably. I don't I don't know though. I don't know if that's ever coming back in stock. That thing is Did you did you end up did you end up getting one of those? Oh no, I could not get one of those. Oh, that for yeah, me I ended was up having to get my... off Craigslist. <laughs> I'm still oh, kicking really? myself for not picking up that Neo <laughs> yeah. Geo Gold thing they released. Oh that was so good. Oh man. Chris Chris has one of those, asked if I wanted to borrow it to show it on the channel. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah, he has one. Uh that's cool though. Yeah, I'm gonna I'll keep an eye on the site just to see. I'll sign up for the little notification thing here, alerts, so we can try to get one. In stock, Evan, and find your Switch so you can get online with us when the when the different games come out. <clears throat> yeah, man. Play some uh, play some co op uh, freaking Secret of Mana. Yeah, <laughs> that that might only come out in Japan, which makes me sad. But it's region free, so it's like I, you can buy you can buy Disgaea Five right now and yeah, pop but it if, in. Yeah, if enough people complain about it, it'll end up being like Bravely Default, the game that kept getting not released in the U.S. until it got released in the U.S. and everyone loved it. So it's one of those things. Can you change the language to English on Disgaea if you buy it off the? You can. You can. Yep. Oh, you I'm can, doing you that do tonight, that. <laughs> and you can also do it with uh, I Am Setsuna the same way. Nice. That's it's awesome. Physical of each. What's cool is um somebody made new cover arts for each one. For I am Setsuna, for example, and you can uh, you can actually print them out and pop them in if you want for an English one. But uh, oh, yeah, you can so change cool. it. Disgaea Five was good too. It was, it was fun. I've played a lot of the Disgaea games. I don't know if you really 
played them at all, Phil, or got into them. How much into the grind uh, did you get, or did you just go for the main story? I played it on the Vita heavily. Um, yeah, that was like the best. If you play that game um, uh, handheld-wise, it's awesome. It, is, it makes a perfect companion game for that, because the battles don't take long, and you pretty much never finish that game. But nice. It is, you can it just is a lot of fun. Keep playing it. Pick up and play, right? Yeah. I mean, have, you, have you ever played it, any of the Disguise games? I haven't, no, but I'm a huge oh, man, fan of, like, like tactics. The, the yeah. game keeps scaling up, yes. and there's just you can <laughs> infinitely grind in a circle, just nonstop. Yes. I think my buddy spent three days doing whatever grind you have to do to increase your weapon power. Like, they had the mini fights where you had to, like, change the colors of the tiles while fighting things or something. Well, your damage your damage can get up to millions. Like, yeah. you end up doing damage. Oh, man. That's, really like, right cool. up my alley. Yeah, you'll like it a lot. It's really fun. Cool. It's good. It's a good tactic. If you like tactics RPGs or strategy RPGs, it's really fun. Yeah, definitely. That's that's yep. me. <laughs> Final Fantasy Tactics, for example, it's like that. So. Yeah, yeah that's what I was hoping for. Tyson. <sighs> yeah, that was a fun one too. Yeah. Um. Cool. All right. I think that's. Uh. I think that'll about do it for episode two of Spawncast. Evan, of course, with us as always, and then we yep. had Philip. Um. Phil, if you want to let him know where they can find you. Yeah, check out my YouTube channel. Um, I don't actually have a <laughs> set link to it right now. I'm still working on that, but um, I'm sure well, there'll be a uh, there'll be a, a an image here on YouTube where it has your your username for YouTube. <laughs> there you go. Cool. So, so you guys go ahead and click that if you want to check out my channel, or you can just um, search F I L I P. Just put that in YouTube, and I come right up. It's also um, in the description. <laughs> yes, there you go. <laughs> um, but yeah, I do like a lot of Switch content right now. Um, eventually we're looking to expand to other video game stuff, uh, especially when E3 comes around. But if you're looking for like reviews and all that stuff, I do that on my channel all the time. So, um, yeah, thank you. What about, what about your, uh, what about your Twitter? Oh yeah. Uh, Twitter is twitter.com slash Philip Mewson or at Philip Mewson. So it's okay. F I L I P M I U C I N. Very cool. Very cool. And uh, Evan, what, what's your Twitter again? Just anything Kemmerich's project. You should see the... It's literally the name I'm going to have up on this video, and that's cool. Twitter, Instagram, Twitch, YouTube. It's all of it. Very good. Very good. And uh, I guess that's it for now. That's from all of us here at Spawn Wave Media and Philip, of course. Uh, that's going to do it for Episode 2 of Spawncast. We hope you guys enjoyed this. Make sure you subscribe to Spawn Wave Media and, of course, Philip at his YouTube channel just so you get up-to-date video game information and technology news. And make sure you join us every morning, weekdays, 10 a.m. for News Wave. And we will see you guys next time. 